0: Father, I thank you and I bless you, Lord God, for everything that you want to present today, Lord God. For everything that you're bringing forth, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord God. That your word, Lord God, will go out as a seed among us, Father God. And it will plant and produce everything that you want to plant and produce in us, Lord God. That it will bring back your harvest. That it will yield everything you want to yield from our lives today, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Speak heavenly, Father. Give us Rhema Word, Lord God. Give us divine revelation, Lord God. Give us spiritual insight, Lord God, and wisdom, Father. We thank you, Lord God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that everything that you want to impart in us, Lord God, that it will be done to this day, right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for the table that you set before us, Lord God, that it is good for our souls and nourishment for our spiritual bodies. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, I wanted to come before you today for a few minutes. I got to get out of here. It's my daughter's birthday, but I just wanted to come in and share this word with you really quick. Um, you know, initially I, I put, I, I, I titled this message, How Bad Do You Want It? But um, then as I was sitting here writing, the Lord put, began to put on my heart that you can't give up now. So I'm going to change my title a little bit and just say we can't we can't give up now. It is not the time to get weak, to get weary. It is not the time to lose hope, to lose heart. We cannot give up now. Hallelujah. Come on. Um I think the last thing that I that I left off with the other day at, when I came on was that God works from the inside out. I want us to all understand even when God is dealing with his body, he is dealing with the inside of the body. First, he deals with us, the church first, to in order to work outside of the body, which is the world. Come on. So even God works from the inside out. And a lot of times the things that we're going through, we're going through these things because God is trying to work something out in us. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. But let, let me say that again. A lot of times. When we feel like we're going through this and we're going through that and we got all this going on in our life, most times it's because God is trying to work something out in us. God allows us to go through the testing. God allows us to go through the storm. God allows us to go through the trial. Come on. Did he not test Job? Come on. He allowed that. Listen. So we can't always, <laughs> we, we gotta, you know, the, the Bible says they count it all joy. Count it all joy. When we go through diverse situations, count it all joy. Why? Because he is trying to produce something out of our life. He is trying to test us. He's trying to mature us. He is trying to grow us up. And the only way to grow us up is to allow us to go through some things. Come on. When Peter got out the boat, Jesus knew it was a storm. But he said, Peter said, if that be you, Lord, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come in the storm, in the storm. The Lord called Peter to himself in the storm. The Lord told Peter to get out the boat in the storm. Come on. Hallelujah. Can I just help y'all? Listen, some of you are going through some stuff because the Lord is trying to work something out on the inside of you. He's trying to work something out on the inside of you. You can't give up now. You can't give up now. Come on. In order for him to work something out on the inside of you, there must come a crushing. There must come a breaking. He got to tear some things down so he can build some things up. Come on. A lot of you struggle even with your relationship with God because he is tearing down those religious walls, those religious mindsets so that he can build himself on the inside of you. So he can build the truth. So he can build his very nature and character within you. But before he can build it within you, he got to tear it down. He got to tear down all them lies. He got to tear down all that pride. He got to tear down all that false humility. He got to tear down all that lust. Come on. Before the Lord can build on the inside of you, he must tear down what is not of him. He must tear down every demonic altar. Listen, anything that's not like him, God must tear it down first. So that he can build on a firm foundation what is truth and what is fact and what is him. Hallelujah. Come on. So I just want to let look, I want to encourage you real quick. Don't give up. You can't give up now. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to get weak, to get weary, to throw in the towel. It is not the time. There is too much for us still yet to do. The Bible says that the sons that the earth is yearning for what is on the inside of us, the sons of God. It's, word, it's yearning for what is to be revealed. That means there's still much to be done. There's much to be revealed from within you. If you give up now, do you know that everything that's attached to you, everybody that's attached to you, your purpose, your destiny, all, if you gave up now, all of that would be lost because you decided to give up. Now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to get weak or weary. Now is the time to push. He said, listen, and I, and I got like four pages of notes. So I'm going to go through as much of them as I can and praise the Lord. How bad do you want it? That's, the, that's originally how I started off on the title. How bad do you want it? Come on, some, some of you need to really ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Because, you know, I was talking to my daughter today, and, and, and it's amazing to me how we have a lot of Christ, Christianity excuses, Christian Christianity. I don't know if that's a word, but we got a lot of excuses of the body of Christ of why we're not measuring up or why we're not doing that. which God has called us to do. Why it is that we feel it is okay to maintain and live according to a lesser, uh, a lesser standard than what God has created you to be. And listen, It comes to a place of you got to ask yourself, how bad do I really want this thing? Am I really willing to endure the trial? Am I really willing to endure the test? Am I really willing to lay down all? Come on, the Bible says that in order to endure, you must be willing to lay it all down. You must be, listen, you must be willing to lay it all down for the sake of the cross. You must be willing to lay it all down. Look, forsaking all. Did it not say forsaking all? Forsaking all. You must be willing. To lay it all down to follow him. Come on, remember when um, Jesus was talking to—I forget which disciples was—but he had called them to him and he said, "Listen, follow me." Come on, we. I was telling my daughter, I said, "You know, we got this thing. We got this thing really mixed up. There is a difference between Christianity and discipleship." Christianity is built on religion. It's built on man-made practices and principles. It's built on all the things that have been handed down to us for years and generations and generations. But discipleship is built on a relationship with God and it's built on a desire to be as Christ was, to follow Christ. Though we call ourselves Christian, we don't want to be Christ-like. Though we call ourselves Christian, we don't want to be holy. We don't want to be righteous. We're, all we want to do is make excuses. You know, God know my heart. God know my heart here's the other one that just came up on the top of my 10 list of of things that I really dislike to hear believers say, God know my heart is the first one, but then we've all fallen short. Stop giving yourself yourself excuses to stay in a fallen state when Christ has literally got on the cross and redeemed us from the fallen state of mankind to position us and posture us seated in heavenly places with him. We cannot do and all the things we will we use, use those excuses because, well, God, you know, that's why we got grace. Grace was not given to the believer so that they can stay in a, a state of fallen state. Grace was given to the believer so that the believer can then gain the ability to do. What God has sent them to do that they cannot do within themselves. It does not give us an excuse or a cop out or a way out to stay in a fallen state because we all fall short. Yes, I have fallen short. But that listen, by, by grace, I'm given the ability not to stay fallen, but to rise and stand up. Jesus. Help us, Lord. Come on, Rabbi I'm only on my first page. I know I'm going to have to come back because this is definitely, I'm not going to get the fullness of this message, but I at least want to start it. Hallelujah. Come on. How bad do you want it? Are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to, to, look, go against hell death hell and the grave like jesus was how bad do you want it because this thing right here this thing costs less jesus paid the price for salvation of mankind but i promise you if you want the anointing of god if you want to flow and operate in the anointing of god i promise you it's going to cost you something too there is going to be some crushing that you must endure there's going to be some testing that you must endure there's going to be a job experience that you must endure listen according to the anointedness on your life, according to the call of God is on your life, then that, that, that will gauge the level of pressure that will be applied in order to get the oil that needs to flow so you can go and do the assignments you were sent here to do. I don't know why we believe That once we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we got smooth sailing. No, we have then just become an enemy of the adversary, the one that we was in bed with before. Now we've gone to another camp. So now we are now the enemy. He is our adversary. And so any enemy is going to fight against you. So I don't know why you think just because you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, that now there's no requirement of you, all you gotta do is call yourself a Christian and, and say you love the Lord with no action, with no proof. Gee, okay, that's let's go. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Can I ask you? How bad do you want it? Are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to stand in adversity? Are you willing to, to, to listen, forsake all? Look, if my mom and if when my mom was living, my dad was listen. If my mom didn't go, I was, I still had to go. If my daddy said he wasn't going to go, I still had to go. If my husband say, he not go, I still got to go. If my children, Decide that they don't want to go I still got to go How bad do you want to see When you get to a place Where you understand That your destiny Your purpose Is literally tied To everything that God Has you going through And doing right now Come on It is the crushing That produces the oil It is the heat that, Look it is the heat That brings the drought And the stuff The, the muck and the mire To the surface when, when pureness of gold Is being produced Come on So there comes a process And the process Does not feel good When God is trying to produce what he's trying to produce out of our life We have to come to a place within ourselves To make a determination and ask ourselves How bad do we really want this thing? Do I just want to wear the label of Christianity? Or do I want to be a disciple? Because see if I'm a disciple The Bible talks about the fellowship of his suffering Hallelujah It talks about fellowship with suffering That means that there's going to be some type of suffering that I'm going to have fellowship with. There's some suffering that I'm going to have to endure. There's some suffering that's going to take place. Hallelujah. And I got to be willing to have the fellowship with the same suffering that Christ had. That he was willing to have for me. I got to have it for somebody else. How bad do you want it? Mighty God. Hallelujah. When God is positioning you. Let me help you. When God is positioning you, there will be some things that will be shaken. There are going to be some things that will be taken. <laughs> there are going to be some things that 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 will feel out of order and out of line going on in your life. Come on. That's how you know that you are being postured and positioned in alignment with the right kingdom. Come on. Because if you wasn't, if you wasn't, then there would not be resistance and there would not be warfare. The greatest time that I had is when I was unsaved. I always had money in my pocket, decent cars, decent clothes. My kids was walk, you know what I'm saying? Walking lovely. Come on. I had no, I was even getting free drugs because of the alignment that I was with the kingdom of darkness. But when I when I gave my life to Christ, then my alignment shifted, and then the warfare began. Come on, you gotta be willing to be shaken to be to lose some things you got to be willing to feel like you know look i have i've given all for christ i've given all for christ when you come into the understanding and the determination within yourself that that you may just have to walk this thing out alone hallelujah come on look that is the most freeing thing that you could ever do in your life is come to a place within yourself just as Jesus did in the garden listen, look, when he was struggling about what he knew he was sent there to do, he had came to a place within himself in the garden he said, you know what, I don't really want to do this I don't really want to do this, like these folks don't like me, they talking about me they spitting on me they they, 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 they they degrading my name they don't even believe who I am I really don't, come on one of my, I'm about to say my daughters. One of my, one, of my, one of my spiritual daughters, I would call her that if I had any spiritual daughters. One of my spiritual daughters, she said, she did a thing last night and she said, somebody's giving you the wrong label. Can I help you? A lot of you have been given the wrong label. If, if I had to do it all over again. Because people will see you as they desire to see you. They're going to see you from your past. They're going to see you from what you used to do. They're going to see you from a different place than where you actually are. The people saw Jesus not as the Savior. They saw Jesus as the carpenter's son. They saw Jesus. Ain't you, ain't you, ain't you, ain't you Joseph boy? Ain't you Mary son? They may have even seen him as a prophet, but they never saw him as the Savior. There was only a few, and not even all his disciples saw him as the Savior. Come on, you remember when Jesus was like, Well, who do you who do you say that I am? And there was only one that said, You thou art the Christ. Jesus said, You know, flesh and blood. because some people are looking at you in their flesh, some people watching you in your flesh. They're trying to assess who you are in the spirit by what they saw in their flesh. Hallelujah. Come on, Rabbi. I say they have labeled you the wrong way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Listen, you got to be willing like Christ was, regardless of what they say about me, regardless of what they think about me, regardless of what their words say, regardless of what their emotions say, regardless of how they treat me, regardless how they talk about me, regardless how they lie about me. Come on. It don't even matter. I'm going to still go and do what God wants me to do. Not my will, but thy will be done. Come on. You got to come to a place within yourself of a not my will, Lord, not my will that determines how bad you want it when i am willing to lay down all lay my life down for christ hallelujah when i am willing to be a living sacrifice for him even when there's somebody that don't i feel like don't deserve it even it's for the saved and the unsaved when i am willing to put it all down at the foot of jesus hallelujah that i know that i am willing to pay it i'm paying the price That determines how bad you want it. What are you willing to do for this thing? What are you willing to do for the call of God that's on your life? What are you willing to sacrifice for your destiny and for your purpose? What are you willing to do? Come on. Are you willing to forsake all? Are you willing to lay it all down at the cross? Hallelujah. Nothing belongs to me. My life is not my own. Hallelujah. Rama Mighty God. My my finances don't belong to me. This this house that He blessed me, this don't belong to me. I own nothing. I own nothing. It all belongs to the Lord. Father, what is it that you have for me to do? When you come to that place, come on. That's a gauge of how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Because, you know, I run into a lot of believers. Come on. That's been bound in religion. And most people that come to the birthing room, they come because they're tired of dealing with religion. They've been bound. They're not doing nothing. They stagnant. They stuck. Come on. They, they, they lost. You know what I'm saying? They don't even know how to hear God for themselves. They don't know how to operate in the gifts of the spirit. Come on. They have not been activated or active. Hallelujah. They got so much on the inside of them that's laying dormant, but they are sat in places for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years doing nothing for God. Hallelujah. So they come into the birthing room because they desire to be used of the Lord. They come into the birthing room because they know that God has sent them. They know that God has a plan for them. They know that God has an assignment for them to do. But because nobody has ever released them, nobody has ever pushed them, nobody has ever affirmed them or told them. Baby, look, you got all this on the inside of you. What are you doing? Why do you have all those gifts and talents buried in the the ground, in in that earthen vessel? What are you doing with it? So they enter into the birthing room, and I could listen, it's amazing to me how quickly, come on, how quickly, when they align up with what God is trying to do, then they will begin to see growth, and they will begin to see things that they begin to birth out that they've never seen before. They knew it might have been there, but they never saw it before, and it it begins to come into fruition. But they came to a place within themselves, determining, man, how bad do I want this thing? How bad do I, I'm sure some of them left churches that pro folk was talking about. I'm sure. Some of them um, cut ties with, with, with leaders and pastors and stuff that, that, that aren't even where they are right now in the spirit realm. But they cut ties because they knew that there was a greater calling than what they were fulfilling and accomplishing in their life right now. I'm sure it was not easy. I'm sure they came up with great opposition. I'm sure they came up with great persecution. Hallelujah. I'm sure there were some trials. There were some storms. I'm sure. But, listen, they came to a place within themselves. See, listen, can't nobody make this decision for you but you. Hallelujah. Let me help you. Even Jesus could have chose not to get on that cross. Come on, we were created with a free will. We were created with the free will. Jesus had a choice on whether or not he wanted to get on that cross and die. That was a choice. That was a will. But Jesus determined in himself that what God has sent him to do. Even though it meant for him to sacrifice it all, even unto death, he made a choice that he wanted what God wanted more than he wanted what men wanted. He wanted what God wanted more than he wanted what he wanted. The Lord himself made a choice to put his will down and say to the Lord, not my will, Lord, this is not about me. But, Father, everything that you want to get out of my life, I yield it to you. Not my will, but thy will be done, Father. Thy will be done. He wanted that thing so bad that he, that, listen, he wanted that thing so bad that he got on that cross. He allowed them to put him on that cross. Let's, let's go before even then. He, he, he walked and carried the cross down that road during persecution. With the crown of thorns on his head. Bleeding and bloody. Hallelujah. Come on. Unrecognizable. But he still allowed them to pin himself on that cross. He allowed them to take the nails. The, see, there was not no little nails either. Hallelujah. Come on. These were stakes. He allowed them to stake him to the cross. And hang him for men to see. As they continue to ridicule as they continue to talk about him, Jesus, if you be the son of God, come down from the cross. Ha-ram-as-e-ke. Come on. How many people you got telling you? Listen, if you are all that you say you are, hallelujah. Speak to that mountain. Let's see it remove. If you are all that you say you are, you a believer, you are an apostle, you a prophet. If you everything that you say you are, let me see God working through you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus got passed. The crowd and the words that were spoken, even as he, even as he hung willingly to be the sacrifice for mankind, he still endured. Do you not know that he could have called a thousand angels, a host of angels to come and rescue him off that cross? He had a choice. But he regarded humanity greater than he regarded himself. He regarded his assignment greater than he regarded himself. He regarded the father greater than he regarded himself. He was determined to do what he had been sent in this earth to do. How bad do you want to do what God has sent you here to do? I'm trying to tell you. If you really will real about this thing. If you serious about this thing. Can't nobody, can't no man, can't no woman, can't no devil from hell make you move out of your place or your stance of destiny. Jesus, oh run am I saying? I don't care who it is. Not mama them, not daddy them, not sister, brother them, not preaching them. I don't care who it is. Can't nobody make me lose my posture. That, that that the lord has positioned me for my assignment jesus said, when God is positioning you things will be shaken hallelujah when god is positioning you things will be taken there's a point in my life that i had, i lost it all five hundred thousand dollar house cars my health almost my life things will be shaken and things will be taken but you gotta be like you gotta be in a stance as joe was yay though he slay me yet will i trust him Though he slay me, yet will I trust him? I still trust the Lord. I don't care what it look like, I still trust the Lord. I don't care what it feel like, I still trust the Lord. I lost both my parents in two weeks. I don't care what it look like, I still trust the Lord. Hallelujah. I, look, look, look. I got some things going on in my household. I don't care what it look like, I still trust the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. I don't care what it look like, I still trust the Lord. Though he slay me. Yet will I trust him because I understand. This is part of purpose. This is part of destiny. This is not supposed to feel good. There is a crushing and anything that's crushed don't feel good. The crushing does not feel good. Hallelujah. Listen. Y'all listen. The word is not to be felt. Look, the word, the Bible says the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is meant to cut to the devour everything that's not like him. Hallelujah. So if the word comes to cut so that it can bring change, so that it can produce life. Hallelujah. Then what makes you think that as you are going through and as you are trying to position yourself and posture yourself for destiny, that you're supposed to feel good? The very word of God comes to cut. Who told you you were supposed to feel good? Who told you this is supposed to be a party? No. This is warfare. Hallelujah. This is warfare. This why, why you think he called an adversary? Hallelujah. The accuser. This is warfare. The Bible talks about, we wrestle not. That's what, look, who you wrestling with? That's warfare. Talks about the armor of God. Why you need armor if you're not in a battle? Who told you this was supposed to be easy? It was never meant to be easy. But it was necessary for what God needs produced in the earth. The earth is yearning for what is on the inside of us. The sons of God to be revealed. Hallelujah. Jesus. Listen. In order to posture you for where the lord has taken you he has to reestablish order or alignment for the right kingdom see cuz we've been out of alignment with the kingdom of god because we have submitted to the kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of darkness and so he has to then reposition there has to be a, a exchanging of the guards hallelujah There must be an exchanging of the guards in the hearts of men. There must be a shifting of authority in the hearts of men. Why? Because we have been serving and submitting to another kingdom. Hallelujah! Outside of the kingdom of God. So, in order for you to posture yourself and to position yourself in right alignment with where God is going to take you, it comes with some struggle. It comes with some look. It comes with some reorganization of some things. That old order. And those old things that you consider to be the norm, they have to be torn down and destroyed. In order for God to build a new foundation, in order for God to build a firm foundation, the old order of things must come down. That is the shifting of the guards. Anytime you see a shifting of the guards, it is because the old is being replaced by the new. Hallelujah. What do you think salvation is? Salvation... In itself is a shifting of the guards. It is that old man being replaced by the new man. Hallelujah! It is it it, it is that old that old mindset being re- replaced by a new mindset. When I was once bound by the world, when I gave myself to Christ, that then the world system got replaced by the kingdom system. Hallelujah! Come on, you have to understand when God is posturing you and He is positioning you, He is tearing down the old to a. The new, and the only way to establish a new thing is under the foundation of the truth. There's no way to establish a new thing without first ridding doing away with the old thing. There is no other way. You listen, the Bible says you cannot serve two masters, you're gonna love one, hate the other, you're gonna serve one, not serve that. You cannot. Serve two masters, one of them must go. Hallelujah. So, in, in actuality, because we are free will, we make a decision. Jesus made a decision. Now I understand that Christianity is supposed to be the the what 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 um what 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 exemplifies us. Or what what, um, acknowledges us of being Christ-like. Hallelujah. But Christianity, we don't say that every time. Christianity is actually just another form of religion. There's a difference between Christianity and discipleship. Christ called those that followed him and those that he poured into disciples. He didn't call nobody Christians. That was man that started calling folk Christians. And then that was man that started putting, putting all these other stipulations in and requirements for Christianity. When Christ didn't, didn't put those things in place, he just says, follow me. Do as I've told you to do and greater. Be, my, be a disciple. Make disciples of him. See, there's a difference. We Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we make a decision on who we want to be. Do I just want to be another Christian, or do I want to be a disciple? Do I just want to be one that's you know? And and here's the thing, because people. have not made decisions true decisions on who they really want to exemplify who they really want to follow after they you know they 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 want to call themselves Christian but they don't want to be Christ like and so what has happened is a lot of those that call themselves believers who aren't really living according to the way of the believer then what it does is is giving Christianity a bad name so you got Christians that don't even want to be called Christians because the ones that were called Christian are being called Christians ain't acting Christ like and so what happens is you got to make a decision Not just to be Christ's life, but be his disciple. To learn of him, to eat of his flesh, to drink of his blood, to have a relationship with him. You make a decision to be a disciple. And to live according to the blueprint which Christ left for us. We make disciples of Christ, not of men. Hallelujah. So you make a decision. Who you going to be? Who you going to serve? What you going to do? And once you make that decision, the Bible says, having st- having done all to stand. Because, look, adversity is coming. Having done all to stand, even in the storm. Having done all to stand, even when they talk about you. Come on. Having done all to stand. You got to st- make a decision that regardless of what is going on, I determine within myself that I am going to stand. And stand therefore. In the midst of the storm. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of the shaking, in the midst of the taking, hallelujah. In the midst of things that seem like they're being misaligned and, and out of order, in the midst of all that, you make a decision to stand for God. Oh, not for yourself, but I stand for God. I stand for the purpose that he called me to. I stand for my my destiny. I stand for the saved and unsaved. Hallelujah. I stand. you make a decision to stand. Having done all the stand. That does not come with the prerequisite. That if it feel good you you don't have to stand. If it don't feel good you ain't got to stand no more. You only got to stand if you like it. You only got to stand if it's comfortable for you. You only got to stand if it fits your schedule. Your only reason that you got to stand if, 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 if it's a convenient for you. Then you stand. But if, 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 it, if it don't line up with what you want to do, don't worry about standing. You go on and sit down somewhere. Because the people that are attached to you, they don't really need what's on your life. Yet you got the whole earth that is journey for what's on the inside of us, the sons. But you know what? Go do what you want to do. Go do what you want to do. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the fact that everybody that God created you when when he created the foundation of the earth, everybody that he needed you to be connected to was already connected to you before you exited out of the womb. Don't worry about how you are uh, uh, attached to and uh, and affecting everybody's life that you're supposed to be preaching to. Don't worry about what you're supposed to do and what the earth needs for you to bring as a deposit to establish God's kingdom. And all the titles But we don't want the requirement Of what it cost Don't worry about it They be alright They be alright Jesus Hallelujah How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Is this thing about you? See Christianity has made This whole walk About people About men Come on Jesus came He didn't preach about himself Jesus came and preached kingdom It was never about him Up until the point that he took his very last breath It was never about him Even when he said his last words Father forgive them They don't even know what what they doing It was never about him So you gonna be Christ like You gotta be as Christ was and as he still is today you gotta be come on man i just i don't understand i don't understand this this jesus this this excuse of being any type of christian quote unquote that you want to be with no requirement of the of, of, of the bible no requ- Just do what you want to do My God Jesus What about everybody That is attached to your destiny What about everybody That is attached to your purpose How do you just do what you want to do When people are literally depending On the deposit that is on the inside of you How do you just do what you want to do I just I, I don't understand if I feel like, you know, if I feel like going to training, I'll come. If I if I feel like praying a day, I'll pray. If I if I feel like it, that is all determined on on your condition of your flesh. on On, on your Perception Of what you think is important and not important What did God tell you was important What is God trying to get out your life right now What is God trying to produce out of you That should be what's important to you Not what you feel Not your emotions Hallelujah Not what they talking about Not what they saying about you What is God saying Can we get back to being and obeying the word of God And what he requires of us What is he saying Jesus Christianity has turned us into flesh beings when we are supposed to be spirit beings, being led by the spirit of God. But we don't even know how to be led by the spirit of God because we got so many men's voices rolling around in our head that that's all we can hear. How you going to obey the voice of God when you can't even hear his voice for yourself? You got to run to somebody. Well, I think the Lord said, "Okay, My sheep know my voice and the voice of another. They will not follow. So whose voice are you following? who told you it was okay to do what you wanted to do who told you this walk wasn't gonna require something out your life who told you this was gonna be easy who told you you could just quit and sit down when you get ready to do- who told you that you didn't have to obey his word because it's old testament who told you that he is the word his word is the, look he is the he is His word, so His word never ends. It is eternal. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same word that He spoke in the Old Testament is the same word that is the same word that will apply to the ends of the earth. It never changes. He never changes. So how? Who are we to say that the word does not apply? We we ain't got to do that. Well, you know, God knows my heart. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God knows our hearts. And he says the heart of man is wicked. This is why we needed the blood. Because there's wickedness in our heart. Stop making an excuse to be what the world has told you. you look, has be, to be what the world has told you. You can be as a Christian. Stop making an excuse. To live beneath the high call. For I press to the mark of the high call of God. Hallelujah! Stop making an excuse to not do what you what you know is required of you to do, so that you can posture yourself in position to to, to give out whatever God wants you to release to the earth. Stop making an excuse, Jesus. I promise you, when we give before the throne of grace, you're not going to be able to make not one more excuse before the Lord. What did you do with what, what I gave you to do? What did you accomplish in your time in the earth? What did you do? I promise you, your excuses are not going to mean one thing. When you look. When he opens the scroll of your life and you look at all that you were supposed to accomplish in the earth and realize that you've accomplished nothing. So many of you are already behind. Because you were so bound in religion. Look, you still ain't did nothing for the Lord. Now you get in a place and you get in a posture. And it's like, okay. Okay. I'm doing something. You know, I can feel. I got some growth. I'm, I'm doing something. And then... You say, well, you know what? It don't take all that. Okay, that just made number three on my list. <laughs> of all the Christianity things that I cannot stand for a believer of the body of Christ to say and use as an excuse. So that's number three. God know my heart. We all fall short and it don't take all that. Don't ever say those things to me. Because I want to help you. It takes all of that and some. It takes all of that and some. Who hath deceived you? Who hath deceived you to make you think? Who hath deceived you to make you think that God does not require of you everything that he has put on the inside of you? He trusted you to bring it to the earth. And it's because he is requiring of you to pour out. He is requiring of you to give birth. He is requiring of you to push forth. He is requiring of you to keep pressing. He is requiring everything that he has given you to deposit in the earth. He expects you to leave it poured out. As living water poured out. Jesus, who hath deceived you to say that you can do what you want to do when your very life is not your own? See, that's how you know when somebody has really sold out for the Lord. that's, That's how you know how bad somebody really wants to obey God. How Somebody really wants to fulfill purpose and destiny. That's how you know. You know because... Their posture is, my life is not my own. Jesus knew his life was not his own. That was his posture. He did not come to be served. See, Christianity and religion has taught us that men should serve us. No, he came to serve, and that is our that is what we have been sitting here to do—to serve. Not to be served, but to serve unto the Lord, to serve the Lord, to do what he has called us to do. <laughs> this is my last thing because I got to go. This is only page one, so I'm sure I got to come back. If you quit now, during this last trimester of birth, here's what's going to happen. You're going to either abort the baby, you know, that assignment. That the Lord has put in your womb Jeremiah. Before I formed you I knew you. I ordained. I, I sanctified you which means I set you apart for my use. And I ordained you. Which means I, I established you in eternity. Before I even sent you here. I ordained you. I, before I formed you I knew you. I, 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 I sanctified you. I ordained you. And I put you in the womb. And I made you. I called you a prophet. So Jeremiah already had his assignment Before he came in the earth realm Your assignment was given to you Before you even entered into the earth realm So if God has already given you What it is that you are to carry and pour How do you then say It don't take all that It don't take all that He knows my heart. How do you then tell the Lord no? How do you then, then tell the Lord? How do you tell the potter what the clay is supposed to be doing? I don't understand. Your very existence, your very purpose, your very destiny is tied to your obedience. Not to man, but to God. Hallelujah. Your purpose is tied to your obedience to God. How do you then tell God what you are not going to do? Or how do you tell God when you're going to do it? Like, it's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'll do it later. And later ends up to be five years, 10 years, 15 years. Slow obedience is disobedience. I want to say that again. Slow obedience is disobedience. Disobedience is rebellion. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. And witchcraft is an abomination. So you think that your procrastination is just, you know what? I'm going to get to it. No, that's an offense to the Lord. Because he's given you an assignment. He's given you something to do. So when you determine within yourself that I'm going to do it when I get ready. You're determined by your flesh. You're determined by the world. You're determined by what's going on around you. You're determined by everything outside of your obedience unto the Lord. Procrastination is slow obedience. And disobedience unto the Lord and anything that is against this means against so disobedience is against God Therefore against his kingdom so how do you expect, how do you think that you still get the same benefits because you call yourself a Christian, yet you don't want to be obedient, yet you don't want to do what he tell you to do, yet you don't want to go out here and fulfill your purpose, you don't want to posture yourself in position to pour out and give birth, but yet you want to receive all the blessings, bless me Lord indeed, enlarge my territory, why is he going to enlarge your territory when you won't even do what he called you to do with the little thing he put in your hand, but yet you want more. Jesus, if you quit now during this trimester of birth, you will abort your baby or cause a stillbirth in the spirit because you are stopping the field growth of what you are carrying. When you stop, when you shut down, when you quit, you're literally stopping. God for moving in your life You are stopping God from producing in your life. You're stopping the seed of God that was given to you in eternity before he knew you. You're stopping the seed of God to come forth to produce in the earth what the sons of God, what the earth is yearning for from the sons of God that is yet to be revealed. Why is it yet to be revealed? Because you refuse to release it. You refuse to posture yourself. You refuse to do Sitting back, telling telling the Lord all that you got to do. Don't you know what the Lord told you? What what the Lord knows you got to do before he gave it to you? He knew what you needed to do. He knows sense where you're at, your what you're going through, what your bank account look like, what your house looked like, how your children acted, what your marriage feel like. He knows, the Lord knows. But you got to press past the situation. You got to push past the circumstance. Come on. You got to get in your position regardless of what it looked like. And you got to get out the boat, even in the storm, and walk towards Jesus. Forsaken all. Forsaken all. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do. Look, if don't nobody else go. If ain't nobody else get out that boat, Peter got out. And began to defy the very elements of things that were around him. Peter got out and began to see how the Lord was moving on his behalf. Peter got out and he didn't pay attention to the storm. He didn't pay attention to his situation. He didn't pay attention to his surroundings. He kept his eyes on Jesus. And the more he walked towards the Lord, then the more he began to defy what was happening. And the more the Lord began to draw him to himself. And he began to fulfill his purpose. It wasn't until Peter took his eyes off of God that he began to fall. See, some of you are in a fallen state, you know, because we all fall short. Yeah, because you're keeping your eyes off of Jesus. Come on, because as long as you keep your eyes before the Lord, even in a low place, he'll begin to exalt you and bring you higher. Put your eyes on the Lord. Stop looking at your situation. Stop looking at your circumstance. Stop looking at your household. Stop looking at your finances. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Set your eyes on things above and not on things beneath. These are the things beneath that distract us from purpose. When we are yet seated in heavenly places. Keep your eyes on the Lord. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. You got to make a determination. How bad do you want it? For the race is not given to the swift, Or to the strong. But to those that are willing to endure. How bad do you want this thing? Or you just it up the Lord lip service. You're just talking about it. Because you know the Lord know your heart. No, the Lord knows that He has put something on the inside of you that He is requiring you to bring forth. Posture yourself, position yourself, push through the situation, press towards the mark. Come on, Rabbi, I say, it is not time to get weak. It is not time to get weary. It's time to push. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you have the endurance to bear? What do you have the endurance to stand in? Come on. What do you have the endurance? What do you have the endurance to overcome? Come on having done all to stand what are you willing to still stand for hallelujah i done been through this we done went through marriage counseling we done did that we did look come on what are you willing to stand for hallelujah i done went to this doctor i done went to that doctor having done all to stand what are you willing to still stand for hallelujah come on i done heard this from this leader i done heard that from that leader and they all been lying what are you willing to stand for are you willing to posture yourself are you willing to position yourself are you willing to line up with the right with the high call of the Most High, so the Lord can produce that which He is requiring of you to bring forth. What are you willing to do to get the crush? To get the oil out of your life? What are you willing to endure? Hallelujah! To fulfill your purpose. To fulfill your destiny. This thing ain't supposed to feel good. It don't supposed to look be pretty. This this is not like going through a bed of roses. No. Listen. This is necessary. Everything that you're going through right now is necessary. For where God has taken you. It's necessary. The sacrifice of your life is necessary. The sacrifice of your time is necessary. The sacrifice of your money is necessary. It is all necessary for where God has taken you. It's not time to give up. Can't give up now. It's time to push. For the Lord is requiring everything that he has put on the inside of you to bring it forth in the earth. The earth has need of it. The earth has need of it. It's time to push. Listen. Seek ye the Lord. The Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all that other stuff you're running after in the world that is temporal, temporary. The rest of that, it'll be added unto you. But you got to posture yourself before the Lord. You got to seek the Lord in all things. And watch. Watch him move on your behalf. Seek the Lord. Jesus' name. God bless you all. I love you. If you haven't already, go ahead and share this. Invite somebody on next time. Put your things on alert so you know when I pop in because I've just been popping in lately. God bless y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. love y'all to life for real. But greater than me is God. God loves you more. So until next time, God bless you. I love you. Let's keep pushing. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.